When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. From Variety, celebrating more than 118 years covering the business of entertainment, this is the Award Circuit Podcast. Tonight we celebrate 75 years of Emmys. We're going to commemorate the greatest shows of today while paying tribute to some of the iconic series that mean so much to us. Simply put, television has shaped the world, and more importantly, it shaped me. I'm Michael Schneider, and on this episode of the award-winning Variety Award Circuit Podcast, we recap the big winners of the 75th Emmys, including Succession, The Bear, and Beef, and we rave about the telecast itself. It's a special Mega Roundtable edition of the Variety Award Circuit Podcast. Stay close. Well, hello, everyone. We are back to television because we just had the 2023 Emmys in 2024, and we're here to talk about it, and then maybe some movie stuff, too, just to make Clayton happy. But first off, I am Variety TV editor Michael Schneider, welcoming back to the fold Emily Longaretta. Emily, we've missed you on this little dog and pony show that we do here. I missed y'all so much. I'm coming half asleep from the 25 award shows that happened this week. I hung out with Emily all weekend and it was great. I had yeah, great I did see Clayton and Jazz multiple times this weekend. <laughs> so, and me, I was. Here I too. did see you, but I feel like I see you every weekend. We are always at the same stuff. That's true. And Jazz Tanke, who is everywhere, all the time, everywhere, everything, all at once. And Hello. Then, that is the movie title. And then Clay Dog. Clay I'm Davis. here. Uh, I just want to point out, Emily and I had the the two really killer tables at uh, Critics Choice Awards. She sat with uh, me? Jennifer. An- I'm, listen, she sat with Jennifer Anderson. That's like a that's a big deal. It is a big deal. And that's Rachel. We didn't win anything, but well, Billy Crudup won, so yeah. it was a nice night. For I, I was back to back with Billy Crudup, and I was uh, and he he had my chair when he got up. I was very upset about it. Uh, and then I, and then I sat with Leo. <laughs> oh, wait, I had to hold over. I had to hold over. I was that happy was with table. that. Good table of yeah. And a big win. Good night. You know what I did? I didn't go to the Critics' Choice Awards. <laughs> so, who really won that night? Yes, truly, Mike had a night to himself as a human being. Exactly. But uh, the next night was the seventy-fifth Primetime Emmys, which apparently we are four of the only people who watched. Ah. Oh. Uh, 
Um, Lois, That's disappointing Lois considering it was a good, it was a good show. Like from a whole, like I want all award shows to lean into nostalgia and reunions and celebrating the medium. It was a really good, wholesome show. I don't know if Anthony Anderson was the greatest host, but I think the show put together was a great, uh, a great piece. I will say as someone who has watched so much broadcast through the years and continues to watch broadcast, I, it is no surprise that I really enjoyed a show that no one else watched. And I had a great time and I thought it was one of the best shows in, in a few in a few years. I think one of the more enjoyable award shows because usually I'm really excited to see who wins. Whereas this time it was pretty, pretty predictable what three shows were going to win. Uh, <laughs> but it but the reunions and the presenters were the most exciting part. And as much as I wasn't totally on board with Anthony Anderson as a host for multiple other reasons, I thought that. He did a good job, I will say. And it moved. It it was like a good pace show. Like we were flying through categories. I was like, oh my God, like we're here already. And like it it, it was just, it knew what it was doing, like, you know, to get people through the night. And I think, did it run over? Did it run over? No, no, it was was right on time. It was right on time. It's over here. A shout out, I mean, to, to Jesse Collins Entertainment, because, you know, they they produced this and it's no fault of their own that this was the lowest rated uh, Emmys in history. It's a combination of unfortunate events. I mean, it was up against a major NFL wildcard game. So automatically that uh, sort of screwed them. They knew that it was coming. And but it the was Iowa caucuses. The Iowa caucus, <laughs> caucuses. But then. <laughs> There's also the fact that whenever the Emmys are on Fox, it's always lower rated. Uh, just there aren't as many younger Ooh. people watching the <laughs> Emmys on Fox. Damn and right. so those numbers are down. And then, of course, the big confusion over this was the 2023 Emmys in 2024, the delayed, long delayed Emmys that I'm sure a lot of people still didn't know was going on last night on, on Monday night. So, uh, you know, the the cards were really stacked against them. So all things considered, they still put on a fantastic show for the people who did tune in. Can I just also just laugh so hard at the amount? And I'm not even exaggerating. Maybe a dozen tweets I received learning that the bear went comedy at, at the Emmys. Like it was brand new information. Yep. Had no idea. Like people had no idea that it won. They were like, wait, why is this in comedy? And it, I just, very That's interesting funny. how an 18 month long cycle has not gone out to the masses. For me. Well, and I was going to say, Eben sweeping, Eben sweeping yeah. at all the award shows is just hilarious because while Eben was good in the first season, I mean, he, he was fine. He wasn't he won an Emmy for a second season for yeah. sure. He won the Emmy for the second season, even though it was his first season. They're clear. It was just insane that the voting, I mean, one of my friends texted, like, someone's going to write a, dis- a dissertation on the power of how to drop a show during another during a, a ju- voting <laughs> cycle and use the bear as the sighting because they just it worked so perfectly for them not that the first season was not great because it was but i mean the second season was just so much power more powerful and it clearly paid off yeah yeah and now, say- and now he's gonna win again for the second season in a couple 100%. of months so wait, <laughs> in, in september it, well though maybe uh, but actually interesting about that i wonder where a new question mark is going to emerge do people do people feel like they rewarded season one and not season two? 
I mean, or I'm sorry, do people feel like they rewarded season two and not season one? So when the next Emmy cycle comes up, because Evan, I had been thinking to myself, oh, guys, you don't win an Emmy for season two. And our voters don't think they just did that <laughs> when we get. And then whatever happens in season three, but I think that's supposed to be summertime. Likely. Yeah. Well, like, well, they'll know. They'll know because the rest of the ballot for, is going to be all the season two guest stars. <laughs> it's also going to have no dramas. I don't know if you guys have looked at the drama lineup. This, is, yeah. this has been my group text all day with the reporter friends. I was like, there's absolutely no dramas next year. Maybe the bigger should be drama. Like we should be encouraging 30 minute dramas, right? That would be a really mm -hmm. good uh, thing to have. Except they're already winning Emmys. So why would they move at this point? Everyone well, else needs to move. Well, it, well, interesting. Well, actually interesting. It's going to, I'm not saying that like, it's going to like lose, but it does face stiffer competition. I mean, Abbott is coming back. Hacks is coming back. I mean, drama is literally the crown and whoever else you want to throw in there. But this is Emily Longaretta's moment, everyone. I'm going to say it out loud. This is when Law and Order shows itself again. This I is mean, the moment Emily Longaretta has, won, has <laughs> waited for. I'm, I'm bored. I was born for this. <laughs> if it's final not now, season, the final it's season of Blue Bloods. Final Blue Bloods oh! finally gets in. From your mouth, I can't. That, oh that EE cover of Tom Selleck is going to be you had Emily's it masterpiece. <laughs> Exactly. I won't be able to do it. Guys. The moment that Tom Selleck somehow sells Emily a reverse mortgage, it's, <laughs> it all it all happens. But yeah, um, on the on the flip side, the the and we're we're already jumping to the next Emmys. We should talk about this one first. But yeah. when you look at that limited race uh, for the 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 twenty twenty four Emmys, that's going to be the ridiculous. That's going to be stacked. Yeah. Which has been the case for like the last few years. Limited series has just been where the embarrassment of riches are and looking can, i think emmys as a whole and i i don't know if this is i think this is a problem so i'm going to address it kind of as a problem and not saying that the bear uh succession and beef were not deserving but we never had sweepers until the the pandemic and we are now in a third year of just like three shows winning stuff not and again, like I think Stephen Young is very and everyone's worthy, but we the Emmys have always been known to just spread the wealth and just jump around. The fact that Ted Lasso donated yesterday is yeah. interesting. Yeah. And like just thank God uh the bear the IO goes lead next year, not this year, because yeah. Quinta would have lost. So yeah. I, I think that's uh, is a discussion that we should have at some point. Yeah, the the, the straight tickets, it, it is interesting. And, you know, do you think that comes out of just the, the tyranny of choice? The, the thing is, there's so many shows, so many choices now that people are a little frozen. And so, all right, I like the bear. I like beef. And I like succession. So you also can't watch everything. There's no yeah. way you can watch everything. Right. I yeah. mean, listen, they could have been super lazy and did like, and again, not saying she's not worthy, but they could have been super lazy and just did Jay Smith Cameron without even blinking. Like, could have just. I'm so happy it, but... that Jennifer Coolidge. I will say I was bummed that, I mean, I wasn't surprised, but Evan Peters should have gotten, you know, in my opinion, the Dahmer Award, and he didn't get that. And it, because of what they should, the way that people just vote down ballot, it's, yeah. Which I, which I think, interestingly, I think Dahmer was, we had talked about this months and months ago. I think that was Ryan Murphy anti-vote a little bit. People mad during the yep. strikes. It was happening and, at the time, yeah. Yeah, and then um, 
they got Nisi Nash was able to just like hold on <laughs> to it in the end. But yeah, yeah like there, there were some, because the fact, I think both, both uh, top series categories, both won directing and writing. There was no they split. Did, yes. Mm -hmm. That's, that's unreal. Right. It's really, really crazy. I mean, that sweep down. Yeah. Oh, can we also talk about Trevor Noah, man? That was actually the biggest surprise of the night, a genuine surprise. I didn't yeah, I it. mean, it, it's funny, surprise, and then it wasn't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because when you think about it, it's it's just continues the the Daily Show dominance. But with Trevor gone, this is this is this is it. Although I did try my best to try to convince Trevor backstage to you know, hey, dude, they haven't mm -hmm. filled your role yet. You you still yeah. have time. You still could come back because um, we kind of need him more than ever this year. Uh, true or false that Lauren Michaels has already submitted the petition for John Oliver to move back to talk series. Yeah, I think that that's happening. I well, think so. <laughs> I, that's they, happening. It's it's the forever like what are they going to do with this this position with this, this you know as talk shows continue to go away as uh, you know sketch shows continue to go away there's just what are you going to do with this? Yeah, and, and it sucks because I because John Oliver isn't a talk series like I like I see I recognize that part but it's also then seeing it be being named at the same time as SNL was like this ain't it either guys so because right. it's also we, not a sketch show it's also not a sketch show so you need to like kind of just either do like an all catch all kind of category or come up with something else I don't think it's a third category but like Something's got to give there because that that just seemed very strange. Yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, but maybe you just go back to just a, a catch-all variety series. Yes, category yeah. that just includes that's everything happened. that's not a like structured sitcom or structured drama. Everything else goes into just variety series, and that's also where, honestly, where uh, I think you should leave Tim Robinson should go. It shouldn't be like. What about Jury Duty? And maybe that's where jury duty would have gone too. Jury jury duty is an interesting like. I mean, yeah. listen, there are. I think we we all acknowledge that some TV is hard to define, in some ways. Like beef is very interesting in itself because you know initially we thought it was going to go comedy series, and then you know then it's kind of this anthology maybe kind of thing down the road, but we also recognize that limited series is becoming inadvertently the best new series category, and so you decide you want to do a season two or not. Thank you, White Lotus. So we have to kind of like uh, figure that part of it out as well. But... Yeah, I think I, someone was saying how uh, ironically, like all three shows were in the wrong categories because Succession has a lot of humor, yeah. uh, just as funny, <laughs> if not more so than The Bear. Someone said, if... someone said, is this the first time that the drama series is objectively funnier than the comedy series? Yeah, seriously. Like, yeah, Very it totally is. Yeah, I, 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 I blame Allie McBeal and Desperate Housewives. They they muddled the the waters back uh, back in the day, and suddenly like dogs and cats were living together. <laughs> can, can, I, can I ask you guys? Are you guys actually, even though we have been tracking him all season, I'm still surprised that Kieran Culkin pulled it off. Who did you think was going to win? I don't know. I just thought it was going to be like it was too much of like anyone could win except for Jeff Bridges. So I was kind of like. Any of the five. I, I, I went down with the Bob Odenkirk ship, though. That was sad. I really, I really appreciate that you went yeah. there and you tried to will that into happening. I just, I just tacked it on. I was like, you know what? One more for the road, guys. Let me be wrong one more time. Yeah. And I, I, I think you're right in that, you know, Kieran to me still kind of felt like supporting, to tell you the truth, that, that oh, ultimately really? succession oh. was a, you know, if there, there were, 
two if, if there are two main stars, it was Brian Cox, even though spoiler alert, he wasn't in the entire season, and then Jeremy mm-hmm. Strong. And yeah, Kieran had a huge I mean, he was a huge part of that show, but you can't have how many leads, you know, ultimately. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I think I think the lead I think lead was the right call this year. I do wonder if Brian Cox goes supporting, does he beat Matthew McFadden? Which, by the way, I, I don't think, think I don't think we know. Is it by the way? Is Sarah Snook? Because they've been saying Snook like in a very like emphasis on the ook part all night long is throwing me <laughs> off. Do we know how to really say her name now? Uh, no, no. All right, Snook. Yeah. Uh, what was okay, we we'll say Snook. Snook. No, I was gonna say like when they were like reading out the nominees last night, I was thinking maybe it goes to Jeremy Strong, like. I did think for a second that Kieran wouldn't get it. Yeah, that would be the like, like quote unquote, the lazy choice to to do. Which is what they did, right? I mean, yeah, but it it, it, was, sure. it was it was it was a it was a it was a it was a really nice set of winners. Uh, I I penned a nice little thing. Most diverse winners I think we've ever had. Really, really uh, great. Person yeah. of color won in every genre category at some point. Which I don't think has ever happened. Um, so thank you, Storm Reed, for pulling that through for drama series in the end. Um, but yeah, like Mark Mylod, man, he finally won director after four seasons. <laughs> like, what a man! Yeah, no, that that was you know there there were some of those that you're just happy to see. Yeah. As much as I, as much as I had a feeling, obviously, once Succession started sweeping, I mean, earlier on, even I just we we all knew that this was going to be Succession's year, but um, I did was hoping that a writer or director one would go to The Last of Us, especially that third episode. I was yes. it, that a little bit. That was the one that I was thinking maybe could sneak through for writing or directing. Um, luckily, HBO. I mean, not luckily, but like obviously, HBO still won most awarded network, even though Beef and the Bear took so many awards, which I thought was so interesting. But also, that's because of Creative Arts, because Last of Us did dominate at Creative Arts. What's HBO? I only know Max now. H- HBO <laughs> slash Max. I know. I, I hate that's that. what I was like, they, guys, they I was like, just, you're just now. Max. Stop it. It's just Max now. Just Max. Yeah. God. Well, it's sort of like FX slash Hulu. This is sort oh. of our. Uh, so, sort of our compromise in in getting both names in. Did you guys peep peep that for FX's first win in comedy series was The Bear? It never won comedy series before. Yeah. Oh, oh there you. You know what's interesting? I thought was interesting is that, and maybe because I was sitting with people who we all kind of realized this together, there was very little until the end. People thanking their studios and networks. The FX, the they the Bear team was not thinking FX until the end. I don't know if it was maybe because of the strike or if it was because if it was for some other reason, but there was barely any comment of HBO at all during succession speeches. There is very, very little. I think Allie and I think Allie and Steven both said Netflix A24 immediately because I feel Mm -hmm. like every award show they have been saying it right away, like it's like in their mind. But the rest of them, I was like, oh, there's a lack of that. Ooh, I didn't even pick that pick up on that. That's yeah, actually, I remember yeah. someone—I forget who—if it was Mark Mylod or or Jesse—thanked uh, Casey Bloys and yeah, Annie. Casey Bloys yeah. yeah. got a shout out yeah. over at HBO. But but yeah, I mean the the best shout out was Maddie Matheson shouting out John Solberg. Oh, yeah. just my favorite thing. My favorite thing. Solberg. Have, have you have you ever? 
felt more collective press go, hell yeah, Solberg. I've never heard anybody, like, anybody yeah. collectively root for an for a, a, a network or studio executive collectively be like, hell yeah, let's give yeah. him thanks. Yeah, God. and it's yeah. so funny. I imagine some people listening to this don't know who John Solberg is, but Solberg's been the you know the head of of uh, PR for FX forever for decades. Oh, an OG. Yeah, going yeah. back one of the to, best ones, like the yeah. quickest to respond, the one who's like the most dependent, like just such a good and no BS. He'll tell, he'll tell you when you don't got it, <laughs> and and beloved by talent as well, because yeah. this goes back to the the very first big Emmy that FX ever won was for Michael Chiklis for The Shield, and he famously in his speech, this goes back to like. 2002 screamed out Solberg's name. So Solberg now has sort of these bookends of yeah. talent screaming his name on stage at the Emmys. It's kind of a I cool mean, thing MVP, to have. That was yeah. brilliant. Yeah. yeah. I, I do like that. I think we are really seeing like a Empire Strikes Back return of FX this year. I mean, like even like coming to the next Emmys, they're going to have Bear again and then they're going to have uh, Argo. Sh Argo and Shogun. And Shogun yeah. Like yeah. what a behemoth they're gonna have like be this year with no TV <laughs> to compete with because there's like no shows or no drama series about it. Shogun should go drama. That's what they should do. Let they, it go drama and sweep. It's not a bad idea, by the way. I mean, <laughs> um, they could argue, hey, Shogun's existed on television before, so this is a recurring series. Maybe we'll bring it back for a little one or two episodes <laughs> next season. Honestly, hey. either the, either that or finally just say, you know what, Fargo is a drama. Well, we'll just stick. Oh it. yeah, which they could probably pull off, even they though could this, probably this, do it. This season of Fargo really has no connection to previous seasons, but they could just say, you know what, yeah, you're right. It's yeah. it's a drama. Is Handmaid's Tale back this year? Like, no. It's final season, right? No. I thought it was over. Oh, do we finish already? It's done. No. Oh, never mind. Huh. It's done. I don't know TV. It's Sesame Street back this year. That's what, that's what, <laughs> Wait, FX also has Feud too, right? Oh right. God, yeah. So that's don't I was gonna that. say in the limited cast. I just feel like that cast is so stellar that like it's gonna be people are gonna be talking. Enjoy about the that. time off, Solberg, because it's yeah. coming back. <laughs> but but that's what we we're saying before about how just stacked that that limited category is next yeah. year compared to everything else. Where the regime, the regime on HBO, Kate Winslet's show, that's gonna be people are gonna be talking about that. I can't oh, wait. Yeah, to that's coming that. too. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of good limited coming. There's a lot, but. Uh, yeah, what uh, what else surprised you about this this year's awards? I mean, you're right; it, it was kind of. I I get, I can talk about how nervous I got when lead actress in a comedy series was second award of the night. I know. I, I got nervous. <laughs> it was wild how they were announced. I don't so know why. Early. I think it was just because it was so fast moving. It just I, seemed really quick. I think it was definitely the Christina Applegate because she was. Presenting the first award in case she won, she would already be back. I got, I'm assuming she waited backstage and didn't right. go oh, to the chair. So yeah. I, I am assuming that that was it. And then it made sense. But on its first look, I went, oh, no, something terrible is going to happen. And then we're going to have <laughs> the rest of the night to dwell on it. But no, everything was pretty like, like, it, like it was, it was unpredictable how predictable it was, if that makes sense. It was just. I will say 
I felt like, and Mike, you know, I feel this way because I think we uh, have, sp have spoken about it in our, in our analysis that will be in the magazine. You guys can all pick up, but this was to me, the more positive award show we've had in a long time where this past year TV wise has been really tough for everybody in the industry and for one reason or another. So I think it was really nice to see that it wasn't about poking fun at each other. It wasn't about anything. It was about what the Emmys like were made to do, celebrate TV. Obviously, a lot of that was because it was the 75th year. So they had these casts and these amazing sets being recreated, which mm -hmm. shout out to the production on that because, oh mm -hmm. my gosh, that was so impressive. But I would say like overall, I felt like this was the year that like everything was positive and happy and really people were just excited to have TV back, have work back and just celebrate each other. Like I was so, I was looking around the room and it seemed like everyone was smiling. Everyone was in a good mood, like that stuff. And I think that the playing little sitcom uh, theme songs on the commercial break, that stuff helps. I just think that's a really big nod to, to Fox and to Jesse Collins productions on yeah. that because they did a really great job creating a good environment. Yeah. No, it was such a good vibe. And the presenters actually, I think, were all like they all made sense, with the exception of Shirley Roth and Jenna Ortega. I don't understand why they were together, but everyone else made perfect sense of like just like complimenting one another. And yeah, it was like just a really good, positive vibe session that we kind of need in a presidential year that's going to suck. Yep. And yeah, and it seemed like a, it seemed like um also weird to say like hope for the future of TV, like TV ain't done yet, guys. I know it feels like it's done, but it's mm -hmm. not. But I mean, but we also have to recognize that like broadcast got like beat up a lot. I mean, it was just Quinta and that's it. Um, and then Max, we don't know, we're calling a channel. I don't know, like, I don't know what we describe that as, but there's still some interesting stuff. I think, I think Nick, it sets up a good, uh, place setter for 2024 with TV of just where it's going. Yeah. Yeah. No, I no. got a lot of text messages. Sorry, Mike. I was just going to say, I got so many text messages from people not in our bubble. Of like, this is actually a really fun show. I'm enjoying it. So it wasn't just within like being in the room or like our circles, like people who just aren't in Hollywood were generally enjoying the show mm -hmm. and the reunions and the speeches and just seeing these three shows win. Wait, who do you know that's not in Hollywood who is actually watching the Emmys? <laughs> My entire family. Apparently, I know some people. Ooh, wow. Can, can I say something controversial that probably... Oh, see, there it goes. That's probably my sign not to say it. But um, I, uh, I want to say something that's kind of controversial that will get Jazz mad at me. I'm ready to not reward RuPaul's Drag Race anymore competition series. I would like... I, a, I, I, think, there, I think there's a new... I think there's other things that we can be rewarding now. I'd like to second that. Yeah. I was worried. I will say that. But I will say that this season or last season, because we're now in season 16. This is the most biased answer you're going to get. But go ahead. No, it really was like one of the better seasons and like one of the best messages, I think, that America needed as far as like every, all the stuff that's happening with like, Sure. the book banning the politics that's happening to the community i think like sasha colby winning the rusical um but yeah no i was generally worried like even last week because like if rue doesn't win it's done and even last night i was like are they gonna go are they finally done with it because lizzo won no last year, but... no poor padma no. poor padma 
She's fine. But I'm happy. I res I respect it. Or Susan Lucci. Maybe this year. Reigns. Maybe in September. I'm making, I'm making room in 2024. I'm going to throw in the traders into competition series and make that uh, because this is one of the best seasons of reality TV I've ever seen. Throwing that out there. It's very, it's a really good show. I'm excited for the circle. You, you guys brought up a good point about all the people who didn't win Emmys, and you briefly mentioned Bob Odenkirk earlier, but okay. This is one of the greatest injustices in Emmy history. Get the on fact that, that Get on it, Saul yeah. ends its run without a single Nothing. win. Oh, that's zero sense. Zero for not even like uh, uh, here's a sound like yeah. here's something. I mean, it's just it's criminal. This uh, yeah. what a like how L what listen, an oversight. Listen, listen, Mike, this is this is really the truth. You got greedy. You did the Lord's work to get Ray Seahorn in there. Yeah. After all that time, you succeeded and you Wait, wanted we, a little more. Yeah, I know. We got her nominated. We, we, got, but it we got her nominated twice. Yeah, but not enough. Not enough. I, know, I mean, I at the very least, Bob should have gotten something at some point. He, yeah. he should have gotten yeah. that that sort of John Ham farewell win. Um, like again, like you tried to will into being, and you know, I'd hope maybe. I mean. Love the succession folks, but I thought maybe they would cancel each other out, allowing for Bob to sneak in. That's but that just one. I mean, listen, out. also, I, I, like I always say, um, if I ever get like a disease that's incurable, I want to be a make a wish kid. And it's going to, and my wish, I'm going to tell you this right now, everyone needs to make this happen. You all have to promise me this. You have to go to both academies and ask them to show me the vote tallies of nominations and winners. <laughs> I want to know. I'll take it to my grade. That I won't tell anyone, but I want to know because I think Bob has been close more than once. I think this was probably another year, but it's really hard to win for a show that aired 18 months ago that people kind of thought they had nominated for the last time 24 months before that because <laughs> of the way they split up the final season. things. <clears throat> Okay, so something that, that was that I was thinking about yesterday, right, with the three shows winning, where is the disconnect or what is this thing where you have the same three shows winning, yet if you look at FYC season where you've got the Q&As, the taste-making make, events, right, where people are getting turned away for shows that, like, like Jury Duty, for example, like, where, why do they not, end, like, why is that vote not split, like, I believe that camp campaigning FYC, I think it really matters for nominations, i.e. Harrison Ford, snub for shrinking, proof that campaigning still matters. I think after that, I think people, I, I don't know, it's hard to say. Like, because there's like that first season of Ted Lasso that, that Mike, we talked about this, so we feel like narrowly beat Hacks because Hacks won actress, director, and, and writing. And then Ted Lasso took the top category. So there are times that it's really a close race between two shows. But sometimes when you get to nominations, like, I feel like people already have their mind made up. We know what's been seen. So you have to really do the work when the show's out and about. Yeah. Because, I mean, Poker Face is a great example. Like, Poker Face, like, really only mustered Natasha Leone and Judith Light, Emmy winner now, Judith Light. But it was it was it it was so hard for it to break in anything more than that, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I have another idea. 
what if we just ask ESPN to, uh, you know, slide a couple Emmys over to Bob Odenkirk? Uh, apparently, okay. apparently they know how to just, you know, willy nilly somehow grab uh, Emmys for, for people. Just randomly. Yeah. I would like something too, please. <laughs> but yeah, but, but but everyone must, we also have to say Bob Odenkirk is an Emmy winner. He's just not an Emmy winner for Better Call Saul. Right, right. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, that. yeah, no, he he won in like 89 for SNL and 92 or three for uh, Ben Stiller show. Yeah. But so random. The, year got, the year got canceled. Yeah, the year, <laughs> yeah. but nothing since then. Yeah. So, right. well, we did it. We did it. Emmys 2024. Wait a second. No, it's still to come. So literally <laughs> the lottery for the FYC events, uh, I think, takes place next week. Is it for really? the 2024 oh Emmys. So we have a week before we start even thinking about the next cycle. So look I'm alive, everybody. The next week. And to be fair, we don't have a week. As Mike, as you know, and probably Clayton and Jazz, but Mike, you definitely know, we've already been getting emails about the next, sure. the next round. Of- <laughs> yeah. I got this an pitch during Christmas break. I wanted to curse so much. Like yeah. I, wanted, I was like, I, like, I hate Stop. you. Like, absolutely not. Don't talk to me about this. Yeah. But, like, but actually, remember, we had our first scoop. Io Edibiri, moving lead, right. season two. Yeah. So, so take on Quinta and Gene Smart, which will be a great race to watch. We are off to the races already. Um, all right. So, Clayton, Oscar voting, wrapping yeah, up. It, it wrapped up. By the time you're listening to this, it's already closed. Just really quickly. It, it looks like such a easy 10 to call for best picture. American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, Barbie, Holdovers, Kills of Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Four Things, and The Zone of Interest. Four movies I'm predicting to get 10 or more nominations, which will be the second time in history that that's happened. Seems like a very top-heavy year where everyone just knows what the four movies are, and then we'll just figure it out otherwise. I mean, Critics' Choice gave us some really interesting choices. Paul Giamatti, what a good human. I don't think anyone's going to be mad that he wins an Oscar if, if that's in fact what happens. No, it's been beautiful to watch him sort of become a front runner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like, he's just like, he's like the best. He's like he's like our dad. Our dad's going to win an Oscar. You can't be mad. You just can't be mad. Yeah. What about Lily Gladstone since she didn't win the Critics' Choice? What a rough night. For Kills of Fire Moon in general, because it lost everything. It went to go for 12. Um, I think right now, I feel like, like we were at the same point last year. Kate Blanchett won Critics' Choice and Angela Bassett won Critics' Choice. And then we know how that ended up. So I think I think Lily still pulls it off. I think Davine's pretty secure. And I'm waiting for something to tell me, something else to tell me something about actor and supporting actor. RDJ feels okay, but you never know. But Barbie's would- going to do fine. I'll tell you what I'm curious to see. So there's this last minute origin, Francis Fisher, Angelina Jolie. Share to part or, two. Or yeah, to see if we get a part two or if it just doesn't. I don't I, I don't buy it. I don't think it's I don't think I don't think it's a thing. I do think there's a possibility origin pops up into picture, picture only, but I don't I, even that's a, a a long shot. I think what the biggest thing I'm calling that I'm looking at. I think Greta Gerwig's going to miss Best Director, and the Academy's going to eat so much shit for that. Wow, wow, that's that would be. 
It's it's still a comedy. It's still a comedy, and they're not nice to comedies. Mm. It's a Barbie movie, and like not, and well, that doesn't belittle it at all. I'm just saying, like we're talking about auteurs, Frenchmen, like filmmakers that like watch Fellini every day, and I feel like the, you know, it was always kind of a fifty-fifty, and I just feel like they're gonna snub her, which I think is going to have the Academy eat crap for. And then maybe it then beats Oppenheimer because then everyone's going to be very mad about it. The red flag for me for that was it missing hair and makeup. Yeah, but that, yeah. that's that's all I got. I mean, none of these movies. Let's see what Bafta uh, does. Yeah, none of these movies uh, Mike watches. Mike, what you should do though, you should go to Sunset and go admire the Saltburn FYC poster. That is the drain. That shows a picture of the drain and says for <laughs> your consumption. It is the best FYC marketing uh-huh. I've seen all year. I've seen it deserves, years. yeah. It's, it's they incredible. Deserve an award. I wanted to get in just for that alone. Just, just for the the yeah. sunset. I can't, I can't believe they did it. Yeah, I loved it. Good for them. All right. Well, on that note, I think uh, we'll uh, start working on Emmys 2024. Here we go. It's happening. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. And that's it for this edition of Variety's Award Circuit Podcast. Michael Schneider is the producer. Be sure to subscribe to the Award Circuit Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download podcasts. Also, head on over to Variety.com and click on the Award Circuit tab to find the latest awards predictions and key races, as well as your daily fix of news, analysis, and reviews. For Jazz Tanke, Emily Longaretta, and Clayton Davis, I'm Michael Schneider, and we'll see you on the circuit.